We'll take our text this morning from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 6. We'll look at just two verses. Chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Paul was addressing the church in Corinth here. He's letting them know something very important, that if they belong to Christ, they weren't their own. And really, that's true for every child of God, but if you think about it, really sinners are not their own either. They're just serving under the wrong master. But really, we're not our own, and the Scripture here makes it very clear. But it also mentions here that we're bought with a price. And the Word of God tells us in First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, exactly what that price is. It says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. That's the price Christ paid for our redemption. You know, you might wonder how the value of something is determined. Well, there's factors that play into that. There's, of course, the law of supply and demand or something they call market value, but really the bottom line is the value of something is determined by the amount someone is willing to pay for that item. That's what the value of it is. People value different things. A few years ago I saw an article and actually had a picture of a piece of artwork that sold in May of 2015 it sold for $179 million. This was an original Picasso. And honestly, as I looked at the picture of that painting, it was hideous. I am not a Picasso fan anyway, but it was just all disjointed. It was some kind of abstract art. Maybe I just don't have an eye for art. I don't know. But somebody saw value in it enough to pay $179 million. Will that determine the price of that picture? You ever consider the value that Christ places on us? You know, in this culture where really it seems like human life is devalued, the sanctity of life is not protected, particularly in the womb, it's, it's nice to know that uh, Jesus, our Creator, values us. He place, places great, great value on a human soul. And again, uh, we read that Christ, He had to purchase us with something far greater than silver or gold or corruptible things, but with the precious blood of Christ. Jesus was willing to pay the full price for us. You ever try to bargain shop for something? Well, we probably all have. I thought of a couple of definitions of bargain. There's an old Irish proverb that says a bargain is buying things we don't need at prices we can't resist. Well, there might be some truth in that, but there's another definition for bargain. 
It says something you buy cheaply or for less than the usual price. Well, we enjoy bargains in this life. But you know, when it comes to your salvation, you can't bargain shop for your salvation. There's no such thing as cheap salvation. You know, there's many that believe just going to church and believing in God and just trying to do it, be a good person. They believe that's maybe good enough. You know, it's easy to sell because it sounds good and there's no price really involved, no cost involved. The only problem with cheap salvation is when you need it, it doesn't work. We want something that works. We want the true gospel of Jesus Christ, the salvation that the Lord offers us. Jesus didn't bargain for our salvation to purchase us. We shouldn't expect uh, to do anything less than give the Lord our very best. You know, the Lord tells us what the cost is for serving him. He makes it very clear. He says that if, if any man would be my disciple, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. You know what? That hasn't changed. The price is still the same. But you know, you think about what we get in exchange. Oil of joy for mourning, garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, the presence of peace of God. You know, the gospel that's been said is a bargain at any price. It truly is. I guess this question this morning is, what value do we place on the gospel and on Christ? We know what value He places on us, but what value do we place on him, you know, I think that value can be represented in that uh, those two short parables that Brother Darrell read in Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 through 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a new treasure hidden a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who, when he had found that one pearl of great price, went and sold it all, sold all that he had and bought it. We can see the similarities in these two parables uh, teach the same lessons. The first thing we can see is that the gospel or the kingdom of heaven is of immeasurable value. And almost seemed like the one man almost seemed to stumble on it out in the field there. The other man was seeking it. But, you know, uh, once they both found that treasure and that pearl, we see a similarity between the two. They were both willing to sell everything else they had to possess this treasure and this pearl. Of course, we want to understand what that treasure and pearl represent. That represents Jesus Christ and the salvation he offers. That is that pearl of greatest price we see in this parable that the treasure was hidden well so often truths spiritual truths are missed by so many because they're looking in the wrong places they're looking in the wrong place for that spiritual treasure it's not found through power or worldly wisdom or intellect it's found through a simple faith in jesus christ that's how we find that treasure, and it's received through faith, not intellect. We have to understand that you'll never think your way into an experience of salvation. You know, so much in God's Word really makes no sense to the world. 
It's a complete paradox to what the world would often tell us. It sometimes may seem upside down. That's the wisdom of the world. But when they're looking in the wrong place, they'll never find it. You think about uh, the Lord says that the man that finds his life shall lose it. And the man that loses his life for the sake of Christ shall find it. Makes no sense to the world. Speaks about strength through weakness. Victory through surrender. Greatness through servanthood. These things don't make any sense to the world. But these are those treasures the Lord speaks of. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 and 4 says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of those that believe not, lest the light of the gospel of Christ should shine unto them. It's hid to those that are lost, to those that are intentionally ignoring it or looking somewhere else. But it can be found. That's the good news. It can be found. Even this morning, if you haven't found that treasure, that pearl of the Lord, uh, He can reveal that to you this very day. You know, once those merchants found that pearl and that treasure, they stopped seeking anywhere else. reason for that is because they found something that satisfied them. That pearl and that treasure, that hope of eternal life. You know what? When we're saved... When we find uh, the joy in the presence of the Lord, when we find that peace of our sins being forgiven, uh, that should satisfy us. We don't want to look anywhere else. You know, as I was thinking about that parable of the man who bought the field, I couldn't help but wonder if the owner, the original owner of that field, if he had realized what a treasure he had in that field, I'll tell you, he would have never sold it, ever. You can kind of liken that to maybe those that are born and raised in the gospel. Maybe they've had this treasure just about handed to them, this field, and uh, for some reason something else comes along, somebody makes them another offer, and they they sell out, and they sell out cheap. I'll tell you, it wasn't like that for the man that found that treasure and purchased that field, put everything he had into it, every penny he had to buy that field because he knew the treasure that was there. You know, he didn't have second thoughts later. He didn't think, well, maybe there's treasure somewhere else. Maybe there's some more fields that I haven't quite plowed up yet. I need to go and check those out. No, he was satisfied with what he had found, and he put everything he had into it. You know, it's dangerous when we start looking around, trying to think, well, maybe maybe we're missing something. Maybe there's something else out there. I was reminded of a story I found a few years ago. It's entitled, Look Hard Before You Leave. It begins with a question. It says, why is the grass always greener somewhere else? Some people spend their whole lives looking for happiness when it's right under their feet. People hop from church to church trying to find something that will accommodate their lifestyles. Teenagers run away looking for a better life. Divorce is rampant. It says, in the mid-1800s, a man sold his ranch in Northern California to look for gold nuggets. The new owner put a mill on a stream that ran through the property. One day, his little girl brought home some sand from the stream in a jar and sifted through it. In the sand were the first shiny nuggets of gold to be found in California. If the man had stayed put, he could have had all the gold he ever needed. Since that day, $38 million in gold has been taken out of those few acres he sold. It's better to try and make the most of what you have before trying to find happiness elsewhere. 
Maybe what can really make you happy is just hidden from your sight, temporarily out of view for a while. Look hard. Dig in where you are before you sell. Study the problems that might be pushing you away from your loved ones and the Lord before you leave something very important behind. When you have that treasure, you want to hang on to it. You want to appreciate it. You want to embrace it. You want to give everything you have to it, and it will satisfy you. You know, I wonder what those men's, the men, those two men, I wonder what their families and their friends thought. You know, there will be those that will tell you, well, in the business world, it's, it's foolish to put all your investments in one, or your, all your money in one investment, putting all your eggs in one basket. Well, maybe they thought this, they sold everything to just purchase one thing. Well, they could see, though, over time they realized that, you know what, it wasn't a foolish investment at all. So often that's how the gospel works. Uh, I've heard testimony after testimony of those that have come and surrendered their life to Christ. Often maybe their families and friends don't understand the sacrifice involved and maybe they criticize, but after time they realize that was the best investment. I thought even of Brother Goombo told about when he was saved many years ago and he grew up in a home that worshipped all kinds of ancestral spirits and things and he realized when he found the gospel, he found what he was looking for. And he had to go back and face that family, a uh, rejection. And for many years, they kind of pushed him away. But one by one, they began to see how the Lord was working in his life. He said over time, over 40 of his own family members became Christians. In 1999, he said his own mother was saved at 100 years of age. And she lived to be 113, and she left with a victory in her heart. But we can see sometimes the benefits, uh, they're long-term benefits. You know, these men, these merchants, they realized there was no speculation involved here. There was no risk involved. They realized the items they bought would not only hold their value, but would increase in value. Really, what risk is there in the gospel? What risk is there in giving up your misery and your heartache and your condemnation for peace and joy and happiness? No risk involved. It's the reasonable thing to do. These men realized that and they gave everything they had to purchase this field, this treasure. I thought of some other things that we get when we get this treasure. I mentioned freedom from guilt and condemnation, deliverance from sin and bondage, hope of eternal life. That peace that passes all understanding. The Bible says that when our ways please the Lord, even He'd make even our enemies to be at peace with us. We have God's provisions promised us. He said He would supply all our needs according to His riches in Christ Jesus. We have God's protection. He said that He would preserve thee from all evil, and He shall preserve thy soul. Whosoever putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. These are just some of the benefits we get when we purchase this pearl, this treasure. Again, we can see the gospel truly, uh, it's, a, it's a bargain at any price. The Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. You know, the good news is this treasure is available to all. It really is. It's for the whosoever will. The Word of God says it's not the Lord's will uh, that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. It says, whosoever calleth on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the Lord is holding out that offer to you this morning. 
You can have this treasure. You can have this pearl. How do we obtain it? Well, you obtain it the same way those two men did. You have to sell everything. You know, people have gotten hung up on that. Some have thought, well, maybe that's a mandate to have to go out and sell all of our material possessions and uh, live off the charity of others. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about a spiritual application, surrendering everything we have to the Lord. I've heard somebody liken it to giving the Lord a blank check. You put his name on that check and you sign the bottom and you leave that place in the middle blank and you let the Lord fill that out. That's what it means to surrender. That's the cost. You know, this treasure is available, but the purchase price is the same for everyone. We know when Jesus told that rich young ruler to go and sell all that he had and give to the poor, then he would have treasures in heaven. Again, we might think... It's easy to think maybe that's a mandate for all who would want to follow Christ. But we have to understand those words were spoken to a particular individual within the context of a particular situation. It wasn't even his wealth that was the problem. It was his love for those things. And so the Lord put his finger on that one thing in that man's life and that thing he loved more than God, that thing that would hinder him from entering the kingdom of heaven. He says, give me that thing. That's what it means to surrender everything. You know, the Lord calls the same thing from us. It's going to cost everything. Oh, but what you get in return is far greater than anything you'll ever give up. In closing, if you're not saved this morning, if you're looking for something to satisfy you, or maybe you've drifted away from the Lord You can have that treasure this very morning in your own heart and in your own soul. The Lord tells you how to do that in the book of Isaiah 55, 7. It says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. You have to forsake your own ways, forsake your thoughts Come to the Lord. Just surrender everything to the Lord. God will bless you this morning if you're seeking an experience and maybe you're struggling to make those consecrations. I would encourage you this morning, give to the Lord. Do it willingly and see what God will do for you. He will bless you abundantly. He'll give you a treasure uh, without money, without price. And you can have that as your possession this very morning. We're going to open these altars and pray. The song is 596. Let's come and seek the Lord.